Welcome to the Social Work Social. My name is Melanie Matthews and I'm a registered social worker. Together, we're gonna to be exploring the world of mental health treatment by listening to stories and having conversations with a diverse group of social workers. And you're gonna to have to listen to me quite a bit too. Before we get started, there are two disclaimers about this podcast. The first one is, the information presented here should only be considered completely accurate for Ontario, Canada. There are different rules and regulations for mental health professionals, including social workers, in other parts of Canada and the rest of the world. So make sure you're doing your research to be sure that you know about the regulations specific to your area. The second disclaimer is that nothing presented here should be considered mental health treatment or medical advice. If you're interested in learning more or perhaps getting some of this treatment for yourself, make sure to consult an expert in your area. Your family doctor is usually a good place to start. This is the final episode of this 12 episode series on the Social Work Social. Thank you all for coming on this journey with me. When I decided to start this podcast, I couldn't have anticipated the outpouring of support from everyone. It's been truly wonderful to hear your reactions to each episode, and I hope over the past 12 weeks you've been able to gain something valuable from listening. In this episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about how to find support for your mental health and how to support others with their mental health. There's no trigger warning for this episode. Finding the right support for your mental health can be challenging. This is especially true for small towns and isolated areas where there just aren't many options for specialized support. I know that the town I grew up in had no counseling supports at all, so anyone looking for counseling had to drive to the slightly larger town that was about 20 minutes away. That's a huge barrier for people who don't drive, or for those who work long hours and don't have time to drive to the next town over. That being said, with the increase of online services in 2020, finding mental health support that's accessible for people is becoming easier. While a return to in-person services when it's safe to do so is a priority, I am hopeful that organizations that provide mental health support will see the value in accessible online services and continue to make those services available. There are a few supports I want to tell you about that are a good place to start when you're looking for support yourself. As I say in the beginning of every episode, your family doctor is usually a good person to reach out to if you have one. There's a couple reasons for this. The first reason is that a referral from a healthcare professional is often needed to access specific mental health services. If you've been seeing your family doctor for a long time, they likely know you well and will be able to make a good referral to a service that will be a good fit for you. As well, when doctors make referrals, sometimes that means that the mental health support will be covered by OHIP and will be free for you to use. For people who don't have a family doctor, there are other options. If you're under age 20, you can call Kids Help Phone at 1-800-668-6868 for immediate support 24-7. Kids Help Phone also has this cool feature on their website called the Resources Around Me tool. You can use this tool to input your location and a list of services will pop up and you can browse through all of the options. Another organization that has many locations is Canadian Mental Health Association. There may be a location near you that could have services that are appropriate for what you're looking for, or they may be able to point you in the right direction. If you're ever actively in crisis and think you might act on thoughts of suicide, a call to 911 to go to the hospital is the best choice in the moment. Your life is important and worthwhile, so you deserve to be in a place that can keep you safe. When you go to the hospital, you'll be seen by a psychiatrist who will decide what the best course of action is to get you the support that you need. 
I want to acknowledge that the hospital often does not feel like the most supportive place to many people, especially those from marginalized groups. However, the priority is to keep you alive. Like I said, your life is worthwhile. You deserve to be able to keep on living it. There are also ways that you can support others with their mental health. Being there to support your family and friends with their mental health is an incredible thing to do for someone. However, if you are not a mental health professional, there's only so much you can do. There's a lot of stigma surrounding mental health treatment, which is one of the biggest reasons I started this podcast. Sometimes the best thing you can do is just to let the people in your life know that you won't judge them or think any less of them if they decide to seek treatment. Just that acceptance can be a huge support and might be what that person needs in order to decide to receive treatment. You can also point that person in the direction of podcasts like The Social Work Social or others that work to normalize mental health treatment. There's also lots of people on platforms like YouTube who share their stories and experiences with mental health. Speaking of YouTube, there are videos that can help you learn more about mental health and how to be supportive. I personally like the videos by Brene Brown. But please be aware that it's not your responsibility to take full care of someone who is experiencing mental health issues. It's important to take care of yourself and set healthy boundaries to make sure that while the person is receiving enough support, you also aren't burning out and maybe being triggered to start experiencing issues yourself. It's okay to ask for help, and it's okay to lean on the other people in your life as well as professionals, especially because you might not have the experience or expertise to help someone with their mental health issues in the best way possible. If you want to take specialized training to respond when others are experiencing a mental health crisis, consider taking a mental health first aid course or ASSIST training. ASSIST stands for Applied Suicide Intervention Skills Training. I've personally taken it and found it to be an excellent way to learn how to respond when a person is experiencing thoughts of suicide. ASSIST is a training that can be taken by professionals, but also anyone else who's interested in learning. There are also many college courses and certificate programs where you can learn skills to help people with specific mental health issues. Overall, I hope that the message you receive from today's episode is that there's hope for people experiencing mental health issues. It may sometimes feel like there's no hope for recovery, but there are many people out there who live full and happy lives even when they have mental health issues. You are deserving of help and support no matter what you're going through. To end this final episode of this series, I want to give a special thank you to the amazing six social workers who volunteered their time to share their thoughts, feelings, and stories. Stories are important. Through sharing our stories, we connect and learn from each other, which is vital to create greater understanding and empathy for one another. Each of us has a story that has shaped our life and made us who we are. So thank you, Lynn, David, Amber, Melissa, Cassandra, and Kate. If you missed any of their interviews, please go back and listen. They're incredibly inspiring and informative. In season two of A Social Work Social, we're gonna expand our interviews to include allied health professionals who also work to support people with their mental health in different ways. Social workers rarely work alone. In every social work job I've had, there's been people from different professions working with me. The work that each of us do is incredibly important as is understanding how we work together to provide the best care possible for our clients. Follow The Social Work Social on Instagram and Facebook to get updates about Season 2 and my other projects that are connected to social work. There are lots of exciting things to come. By sharing information and stories, The Social Work Social hopes to inspire you to take action to reduce the stigma of mental health and help normalize seeking mental health treatment. Over the next week, consider what you can do to help. There are so many things you can do based on your strengths, skills, and comfort. Look up mental health initiatives in your area and see if there are any volunteer opportunities. Or maybe take a mental health first aid or suicide intervention course. 
Even just a kind social media post or an encouraging word to someone struggling with their mental health can make a huge difference to that person. Thank you for listening to The Social Work Social. Thank you to Taking It Global, the Government of Canada, and the Canada Service Corps for generously supporting this project. If you have a simple project idea to support your community, Taking It Global is looking to support youth who are inspired with ideas and ready to take action through their youth-led community service grants. Apply for a Rising Youth grant today at risingyouth.ca.